Hello, this is John Wood of Wood and Patent Law, and welcome to Let's See the Patents, my podcast where I give my back-of-the-envelope, high-level impressions of the country's most successful, innovative technology startups. This is my practice, and if you are an IP decision maker, if you are an investor in technology, or if you're in the technology and intellectual property sphere or just interested in these companies, then this podcast is for you. So today we're going to go over two companies. One, Argo AI. This is an autonomous driving company um, that basically received a huge investment in 2017 from Ford. And looking here, it looks like they are uh, receiving another investment via Volkswagen. So these guys are on the forefront of technology um, uh, in an area where there are quite a bit of players, big players here, um, Waymo, Uber, etc. Uh, this company surfaced for me, well, right around that uh, time of that Ford investment. Um, and uh, by virtue of the patent process, now we were able to take a quick look and see what was so attractive to some of the technology, where these guys were putting their uh, innovation investment and what that looks like. The other company that we're going to look at is Bolt Threads. Bolt Threads received, uh, or were somehow tied to Patagonia, um, which is uh, uh, just a strong company in the textile industry, obviously Patagonia consumer brands. Um, and now Bolt Threads were doing some, and are doing some very interesting innovation um, relating towards uh, basically recreating uh, spider silk. And, and and that obviously piqued Patagonia's interest. Um, uh, just a uh, fascinating company, Patagonia. Uh, Yvonne Chouinard, uh, the founder there, uh, has written a couple of very interesting um, entrepreneurial books for those that are interested. Bolt Threads, uh, now, they are going concern, I believe. Um, but anyway, we're going to see where they are with their patent portfolios, what was so attractive um, from an investment standpoint uh, at that time, 2017. And, uh, well, let's see the patents. Okay. So Argo AI, autonomous driving company, the Pittsburgh area, big investment from Ford. Um, looking here, their, uh, uh, Volkswagen is interested. So <clears throat> before, uh, I pull up these patents. One thing I like to look at is the, basically the technology sphere, um, in autonomous driving, as I mentioned, Tons of players here, uh, tons of technology companies grinding on this, trying to get this right. A lot of money, big money here to be made, big companies. Um, what was interesting to me when I when when I saw Argo Argo across my news feed uh, was that their uh, smaller company um, and in Pittsburgh. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, and Ford giving that investment. Kind of when when some of the big car companies were picking their uh, technology uh, lead horses to jump in on Ford chose Argo. Uh, so autonomous driving technology sphere, as I mentioned, um, taking a lot of these traditional technologies, um, whether you're in lidar or 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 like Waymo uh, and Argo or another sort of uh, sensing technology, this is going to be. Um, a real area where <clears throat> there's a lot of ground to file patents um, and basically green space to harvest IP, harvest patent protection. Um, so let's see, let's see the patents. Let's see what Argo is doing. 
granted, we're going to take a look at the granted patents first. Okay, so I see seven grants here. Uh, looking here, right off the bat, optics, well, optics are important, um, as we all know, especially from an uh, investment standpoint. Looking here, right off the bat, one thing that I'm drawn to, I see redundancy in some of the titles. I like to see that. Basically, what that tells me is that we have a, a consistent technology disclosure. There's one technology disclosure here, and Argo is uh, continuing to harvest intellectual property, harvest patent protection from that technical disclosure. I like to see that. I like to see that in concert with some varying other patent patents, patent titles. And what I'm looking at are the patent titles here to guide me to what the disclosure is. If you think of a a diagram, Venn diagram, or a circular type diagram, your big circle is going to be where you have the redundant title patents, and you have these other little circles kind of overlapping here. You're creating this web of patent protection. Um, what we have here, looking here on these seven applications, APD focal plane arrays with backside VS. This is a redundant title. Uh, two grants here. Another thing that I want to see and check is for pendency. Okay, so I'm not seeing pendency here for this set of granted patents, two grants. Um, pendency is a big deal because for a startup particularly, when you when you are innovating, you're in the startup phase, you're grinding on technology, you're grinding on innovation, you don't necessarily know where your product is going to end up. Um, ideally, when you're looking at patents, the highest value patents, the best, are often, and typically what you want is you want to have your patent claim right on your product and particularly on the market unique distinction of your product. Um, so if that ties with your uh, innovation and invention and that unique distinction of your product from a market standpoint – is also an inventive distinction, well, then you've really done yourself a huge favor, and that's about as, about as strong as you can do when it comes to a patent. The reason that pendency uh, in general is always important, and especially important uh, for a startup, is because as you're moving towards product, uh, there's time like here. And so you really want to make sure that these claims are um, on your product. And if you don't know where your product is or you're not in the market, well, that's awfully hard to do. The other part of making pendency super important um, is that, I mean, there's just a multitude of reasons. You can, you know, once you let a patent sort of, you lose that pendency, then you're, then you're set with those claims. If you don't, you can continuously adjust those claims to harvest, continuously harvest intellectual pro harvest patents. Um, you can put your claims that you can on uh, uh, varying competitors' uh, products. You can put it, adjust them to be stronger on your products. You can move these patent claims around in the technology space to continuously uh, drive value. And what you're looking at in the terms of a grant is a technical disclosure that, the, that contains uh, innovative subject matter, and the patent office agrees that there is innovative subject matter there. So push on it, your uh, your investment has already been made now. Um, and so you're really tagging on and multiplying and maximizing the investment in that patent application. 
moving on here to their other set of redundant applications, um, uh, you know, I, obviously LIDAR is jumping out here uh, with several, looks like two applications, specifically calling out LIDAR, three, three LIDAR. I see pendency in other of their applications. That's uh, fantastic. Um, again, that's going to maximize their value. Um, seven applications, seven grants, their priority dates are pretty early. What I want to see is a big, big technical disclosure filed early for a startup, forward-looking technology disclosure, uh, multiple technology disclosures filed early. Uh, and then that, that's, that's what's going to put the startup in the best stead for harvesting patents. Okay, so here uh, we have some redundant titles, um, which I like in concert. We have some pendency, uh, very attractive. I'm jumping here now to look at the inventors. Um, I like to see different inventors across these patents. If you have the same inventor across, and I do, they have different inventors here. So that, that speaks to the strength of the innovation team. If you if you have identical inventors across different patents, well, then really the innovation lies in those individuals. If you have it across a, a different individuals, then really you're speaking to the strength of the technology team for the company and the engineering and the innovation that they're doing. Um, so I like to see that. I like to see different names on there, different inventors. These are uh, uh, different employees, all all grinding away on the technology at the company. So that strengthens the uh, technology and the, and, and the innovation value of, the, of that company. Let's take a quick look here, jumping over to their patent publications. We're looking at 11 published applications, uh, redundant titles again. So these applications are in process. Um, there is no golden ratio here for grants to patent applications. Uh, looking at a at about seven to eleven here, um, grants to applications. You might want to see something in the range of seventy thirty uh, applications to to grants, sixty forty. Um, again, pendency is important. Really, um, I would want to. What I, so my forward going questions. I really want to zero in on this. Redundant title application, APD focal plane arrays with backside vias. I want to jump in here um, on these LIDAR titled applications. One being this is just uh, technology that competitors are all over. So I want to see what what those claims look like. Um, and just pulling up a quick, a quick claim set here. Yeah, so looking here, uh, application 10620301, LiDAR system and method employing late lock Geiger mode detection. Um, it looks like we have about three independent claims, system and method, systems and methods uh, in the same application or in different applications. That really drives your value there for your patent claim. Generally, the technology companies we're looking at, they're going to system and uh, claims are going to be substantially higher value the method claims in concert with those can have tremendous value um, and then you know, to the extent the method claim if i see a method claim i want to know 
the basically product identifiers that would uh, enable the company to see when those claims are being infringed. Um, so in some sort of sense of reverse engineering or, or basically method uh, product and product identifiers that say this method was used to make this product. Okay, so that's Argo AI. Seven applications, seven grants, um, very uh, uh, highly valuable technology space here. I think uh, what I see, what I like, what jumps out, redundant titles, diversity across inventors. I see uh, a lot of overlap here, especially they're driving towards uh, various LIDAR innovation, um, which they should be. And so you want to see that. Uh, optics matter. You want to see that in the titles. You want to see that jump out. Next steps, driving down on those claims, driving uh, on each of these claims, each of these patent, uh, granted patents, driving on those claims, seeing where they fit with it within their product. And um, if not, if it's not in their technology roadmap, then whose technology roadmap is it in? Okay. So that's Argo AI. Okay. Next up, Bolt Threads. So what's interesting about Bolt Threads is this Patagonia investment. Um, that's kind of how they blast it onto my uh, news feed. This is a tangential type investment. These guys are trying to synthetically recreate spider silk, uh, forefront type technology. Very interesting. And they have this Patagonia textile investment. So very cool. Not a uh, typical venture capitalist. Um, Bolt Threads, FYI, is at uh, $213 million total investment. For context, Argo AI, our autonomous driving company, we just reviewed $3.6 billion, uh, Ford Motor Company, that first investor, and then Volkswagen Group following up here, uh, 2019. So just for context, these are numbers we're looking at. Um, Bolt Threads, $213 million. Textile innovation, very attractive. Let's see the patents. Okay, moving here, I see four, four patents, four granted patents. Redundant titles across three of them. One, we'll call it the outlier. Again, I like to see that. That shows that there's been one technical disclosure uh, filed, and they're continuing continuing to harvest intellectual property from that, from a technology startup. That's about as good as you can do. Let's just uh, now, depending on what these claims are, that's going to make a lot of the difference, but. From a technical disclosure patent portfolio standpoint, they filed. It looks like we have pretty early filing dates here um, on their provisional applications. These have matured into utility, multiple utility. So that's that's very attractive. I see. Looks like we have a uh, on the divisional here. Now I'm going to this redundant title patent grouping methods and compositions for synthesizing improved silk fibers. We have basically uh, assist this set of grants has matured into there's a system uh, grant. There's a method grant. There was a, a restriction here. This is part of the patent process. But basically they have captured both the system and the method. Methods could be uh, – systems are more valuable. Uh, methods can be attractive in the extent that they couple with those systems or there's some readily identifiable – markers on the end products so that bolt threads or whoever the patent holder is can identify when those claims are being infringed. Um, that can 
very much maximize the value on a method claim. Um, I see pendency here on this redundant title set of applications. I like that. Again, we're moving those claims. Uh, we can adjust those claims as long as those applications are, are pendent. The patent office uh, is in agreement that there's innovative subject matter here and there's inventive subject matter here. So that is maximizing the value by maintaining pendency. This outlier application, modified strains for the production of recombinant silk. This is a one application. I see pendency right off the bat. I like that. I see system claims. I see method claims in this one application. So here we have one application, um, full claim set, system and method together. There's some inventor overlap uh, here, which at this number, there's. I, I'm not going to read too much into that, but I like seeing that uh, uh, pendency. Love seeing that. And I do like seeing uh, uh, that they have the full, even though there's one application, one patent grant on this uh, compared to the other uh, three grants. Um, you have a system and method claim all housed in the same application. Early priority date. Uh, uh, so nice. I'm going to assume nice technical disclosure. And that's something to really dive into at the next level. We want to make sure where those claims sit. Do they sit on product? Um, are they in their technology roadmap? Are they in someone's technology roadmap? Are they in this uh, general technology, you know, forward-looking commercialization uh, roadmap to get this this innovation across the line and in the market? Is that in something that this company, Bolt Threads, uh, is going to have to go through or some other uh, competing company? So here, Bolt Threads, smaller grant numbers-wise, but there's a lot to like here. Um, if you go back to that visual, optical way to think about this, you have some big circles, um, big circles, big overlapping circles here, just based on on the on the redundant titles and the pendency. I like that, and the claim sets too, systems and methods. Um, they're harvesting intellectual property, harvesting patent claims. Uh, there's a lot to like here. I like the titles. I like to see the synthesizing silk fibers. Optics are important here and calling these things out um, in the titles. Uh, again, that's an optic. It's very attractive. So tons of potential on this granted portfolio because they have pendency. And I'm going over to their published applications. This is a high number here looking at 23 published applications. A lot of potential there. Um, when, a, when you have a startup, um, and you are still adjusting, finding out where your product is, um, having that potential in a large published portfolio can be highly attractive, especially when you couple that with your pending uh, grant applications. Well, now as you as you moved as you move your as you go to commercialization, you move your uh, innovation to product. You have that pending portfolio. You're able to adjust and manipulate and move that granted. Uh, defendable patent claim set onto your product. So potential-wise, uh, Bolt Threads is, is has a lot. Has a lot. They have some grants on the board. Hopefully, those claims are are powerful, and they have a lot of potential in this pending portfolio. And, and there's some pendency here. Um, um, this is an attractive portfolio for this size of, of company. And when you consider the technology sphere that they're in, um, I, to get a better handle on that technology uh, landscape, where that is, um, 
you know, benchmarking compare comparatively to other companies um, is going to really give context on this portfolio. I'm going to guess that they're that that they're uh, that they're looking that they're looking attractive. Okay, everyone. So that is a back of the envelope, high level look at Argo AI and Bolt Threads patent portfolios. Let's see the patents. Looking forward to next time. Bye. So that about wraps it up uh, for today's podcast of Let's See the Patents. I'm John Wood of Wood Patent Law, woodpatentlaw.com. If you are an uh, IP decision maker um, in the innovation or technology space, whether that is by way of uh, your company or your investor or potential purchaser, um, and you are wanting to turn some of the knobs of your IP uh, portfolio um, up and uh, on value, then up. Uh, please feel free to connect with me. Um, Shoot me a note, connect at woodpatentlaw.com or give my office a shout. Thanks guys.